guys, welcome to The Breakdown. My name is Mary. I am here with Brock and Josh, and we all have a glass of water. Mm. It's a good day when you can get water. Yeah, it's mm. a nice cold glass of water. Ice. It's not the big block ice either. It's little, it's like Sonic ice. ice. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Not quite Sonic. We can't go with Sonic. Oh, sorry, That's like way too high par. <laughs> like there's nothing better. <laughs> um, we're so glad that you guys are joining us for this week's episode. Um, if you're new to the podcast, we take a scripture from the weekend teaching at Hope Fellowship and we break it down pretty simply just to hopefully you get to learn more about God's word um, and walk away kind of more knowledgeable about that. And so um, we are continuing uh, end time series. So fun. Mm-hmm. Actually, it has been fun. Yeah. Like, have y'all enjoyed it? I have. Thoroughly. Thoroughly. Yeah, you can't <laughs> say you didn't. Sorry. Right. It's true. Like, no, this has been horrible. <laughs> um, but it's been surprisingly uh, refreshing to me, I think. And so hopefully you'll um, you feel the same way. But we continue the series. And uh, John talked about three more essentials. So last week it was three essentials. Three more, um, the Perusia, the Perusia, Thank you. the second coming, um, and a few other things. But that's kind of where we're pulling is that first point. There was a verse he used in there. And so we're going to jump into that and it's going to be a good day. Good yeah. episode. Yep. And so um, we always kind of think, man, how does this apply to us? Why is this important to us? Uh, when Specifically, when we're talking about the end times, we're thinking about the future. And so what we want to kind of talk about is why is it so hard to wait well for those things that are coming, right? Because we, if we know that there's the second coming of Jesus, if we're, and, and, and if we're supposed to anticipate that and be excited about that, then why do we struggle so much with being like antsy? Why do we question our faith? Yeah. Why are we so afraid of what's to come? Um, like it's a big, you know, kind of mystery or, or whatever. So we're going to kind of dive into that a little bit today. Uh, any thoughts on that guys? Just kind of, guesses as to why it's so difficult to wait well? I don't think we like to wait for anything in life. (laughs) We're not good waiters, especially the unknown. Yeah, I mean, because really we're just doing our best guesswork to figure out what's going to happen. We don't like living in that tension of not knowing for sure what's going to happen. Yeah. I was never a waiter, but uh, I was a car hop at Sonic once. Me too. Were you really? (gasps) Yes. Holy cow, we're going to talk about that later. (laughs) Okay. Hey, getting back to the scripture here, we're going to read from Hebrews. What what did that have to do with anything? Because you said, said, like, we're not good waiters. Oh. He's like, I was a waiter, and I also was a waiter. Well, you were actually hops. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You're more like rabbits than you were waiters. Did you wear the skates? No, I did not. I did have to run, though. (laughs) Oh, man. All right, Hebrews 9. Verse 26 through 28. We're going to read that starting at verse 26. He's appeared once for all. We're talking about Jesus at the culmination of the ages to do away with sin by the sacrifice of himself. Verse 27, just as people are destined to die once and after that to face judgment. So Christ was sacrificed once to take away the sins of many. And he will appear a second time, not to bear sin, but to bring salvation to those who are waiting for him. Beautiful. Silky and smooth. Silky smooth. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So a little bit of context for you guys. And we did a whole Hebrews um, series. And so we got to talk a lot about Hebrews. I have a special place in my heart for Hebrews now. So just a little uh, brief overview. And isn't that your favorite? Christian coffee shop too? Hebrews it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there's no it. It's just Hebrews. Oh, you're right. You're right. (laughs) He brews it. it. Yeah, he brews it. It sounds like a fighter, uh, a boxing <laughs> coffee shop. Okay. 
Um, but a couple of just like basics about it is it is anonymous. We did talk about how, hey, it could be a girl, mm. could be a guy. We don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is this overarching theme when you read Hebrews, it's just building and building and building. And if it were one statement, it would be Jesus is better. Mm-hmm. Um, despite all the persecution, the difficulty, the struggle, the hardship, even when you want to give up, walk away, throw in the towel, take the easier route, um, Jesus following Jesus and the life of being a disciple of Jesus is so much better. And so this um, particular chapter is kind of in kind of it's so it's so theologically packed, so dense. And um, what they're talking about here is Jesus as the sacrifice and um, a little bit of history on that and Yom Kippur. And so do you want to hit Brock a little bit on Yom Kippur for those of anyone that didn't get into our Hebrew series? Yeah, so Yom Kippur stands for the Day of Atonement. And it was a Jewish celebration where they really celebrated the forgiveness that is offered in God. And so they would have a sacrificial lamb uh, that they would place their hands on. They'd send it out into the wilderness. And so signifying that your sins are taken away from you. And then the priest would also go in that once a year to the Holy of Holies and he'd sacrifice a lamb there to cover for the sins of the people of Israel. So it was a big day of celebration. And so if you're, so largely Hebrews is a Jewish audience. And so if you were hearing this, this would bring back all kinds of fond memories of that celebration and the forgiveness that is offered in God. And so we're talking about Jesus now in comparison to Yom Kippur, yeah. the day of atonement, the day of bringing back to one month with Christ at one month atonement. Mm. It's a goofy way to remember it, but uh, <laughs> so that's, that's what's going on here. And so this one of the things that's interesting about context is I always like to think that there's context clues. So it gives us a clue here mm. of what we should be thinking about. And so we're looking at here's this earthly sanctuary where Yom Kippur, where the sacrifice took place. And now we're going to look at a heavenly sanctuary, which is a better version of the sanctuary. We're looking at the sacrifice of Jesus versus these animals that were sacrificed. So a better sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And we're also looking at that happened, the Yom Kippur celebration happened year after year right. after year. And the context clues are saying that Jesus' the sacrifice was better because it was a one-time, once-for-all sacrifice. Instead of annually, it's a one-time thing. And it's just a, a, a it clears not only the believer of external things, but internally cleanses as well. So there's yes. a lot of cool stuff that's going on here. This context clue, before we get to this passage, just because of Yom Kippur, which would probably have been in the reader's mind as they're hearing this story. Yeah. That's awesome. He's the better, right? Yeah. He's the better. And if you want to go back and listen to that uh, Hebrew series, it was a good one. It was a lot of fun. And it's cool now that we get to revisit that, uh, talking about something like the end times, uh, because it's Jesus being the better sacrifice, being the better high priest uh, that gives us the hope for what's ahead of us gives us and, and, and put so much meaning on that second return of Jesus. So are you ready yeah. to, to jump in and break it down? Let's break Let's it do down. It. Okay, I'm going to read 26 again. Um, we picked this one because it just sounds like such an end times verse. So uh, Jesus has appeared once for all at the culmination of the ages to do away with sin by the sacrifice of himself. So it talks about the culmination of the ages here. It's obviously talking about the end times, the, the end of the world. And it also could have this other meaning that the culmination of the ages that Jesus himself has brought in the messianic era, Mm -hmm. the era of the Messiah. And so that kind of could be in there. So here's all this stuff. Here's this. So it's like the end times are all, we're a part of it now because of Jesus coming. And so knowing the exact date and time, it's a little difficult to figure that out, but we're in this era 
where he could come back at any time. And it's like this new age, the final era, because the Messiah has come. This is just talking about a time period that Jesus has come and we're leading up to the final day. So the culmination of the ages, basically it's scripture over and over kind of gives us the idea that we are living in the end times right now. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of begun, but we don't know the official end for that time. It makes me think of those really great stories that uh, they just lead up to that big kind of either battle or event or whatever. And you're just like, that scene where just all of it just kind of culminates together. You know what I mean? That just epic kind yeah, of Yeah, like, like when you're in the climax. movies and you know that, hey, this is leading this massive event at uh-huh. the end. That's kind of what the author is giving us here. Yeah. Like, hey, we're in the stage three of the movie or something like that. Yeah. We're not in a prequel. No. Yeah. So anyway, sorry about that. The culmination. The culmination of the ages. Awesome. So then in verse 27, uh, the author continues, just as people are destined to die once and after that to face judgment. Yeah, that one's pretty self-explanatory. It's like a given statement almost that uh, people do die once, so we're all going to die. And so the idea then at this point in time was when you died, you face judgment afterwards. So like a reckoning of your sins. And so men die once, given idea, you face judgment. But also here's this better hope because Jesus is better is the theme of Hebrews, that Christ died once. And just like men die once, Christ died once, but instead of getting judgment, Jesus offers, Christ offers salvation. So here's these two things in front of you. You can die once and face judgment, or you can believe in the Christ died once and face salvation. So obviously the, the Jesus choice is the better choice here Yeah, in verse 27. And so many of us, we don't really um, connect that to our lives and we think that we still in light of Jesus, we, we hold them in the same space. In light of Jesus, uh, I believe in Jesus, I know Jesus, but I still face this judgment, you know? And so it's it's kind of a common thing to to not, you know, recognize that truth that you're talking about. Yeah. And I think there's still this idea that there's a judgment that's faced, yeah. but there's a lot of hope in it because it's like, there's still a judgment, but not really, because Jesus already faced that judgment for you. Exactly. And so it gives a lot of hope for that moment that there is a judgment coming, but not really for those that have put their faith in what yeah. Jesus has done. So it's kind of kind of judgment, we could call it. Is yeah. there a, a term for that? I wonder if there's a, a, a Kaido judgment. Oh, maybe. I'm making up stuff right now. I'm trying it's to come okay. up with, I've never oh, made up a theological like... word before. And I'm trying to make one up right now. <laughs> is that allowed? No, but there is, you can self-proclaim. I was at an event the other day. Oh and, gosh. And this, guy got up and said, hey, I'm a comedian, mm. and then proceeded to tell the worst jokes in the world. Yeah. No one laughed. And right. so I thought, wow, I guess you can self-proclaim. So here on air today, I'm a comedian. Hey. If you can just self-proclaim, I'm proclaiming. Uh, good for you. I can't make up a theological word, but I'm proclaiming <laughs> I'm a comedian today. Sorry, that is very digress. Yeah, we're breaking news here on the breakdown. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> Self-proclaimed comedian speaks today about theology. <laughs> so uh, there is this kind of interesting paradox here because um, we're talking about how cr- for those who believe in Jesus, uh, Christ has taken that judgment upon himself, yep. right? Uh, there's also this interesting, I think, kind of way of thinking too, where we go, oh, well, there's no such thing as like God's wrath anymore. So it's this really interesting um, thing that comes to mind as we're talking about the second coming and judgment and stuff like that, because the truth is like God's wrath still burns against sin. The difference is if that sin has been, like that wrath has been quenched or not by Christ's sacrifice on the cross, right? Yeah. And so we talked last week about the the triumphant 
uh, jubilant uh, trumpets and stuff like that. And that kind of that sense of like victory as the king returns. And so it really does come down to that, um, that kind of moment of if I've put my belief in Jesus, I'm ecstatic when he returns. If I haven't, that's like a totally different story that we're seeing being painted here, right? Yeah, so this passage is meant to give hope and say, don't give up, don't go back to these yeah. other ways because there's so much hope in following Jesus and it's meant to be this rejoicing type of event for your soul. Yeah. So it's, that's kind of the a, a, an idea that's coming across here. Yeah. And so. it's so important to remember the context in that moment too because they really weren't in good circumstances. So no. they're looking and hearing this and thinking, all right, let's go. <laughs> yeah. Let's get out of here. being persecuted, being right. killed. Yeah. Uh, and wanting to say, hey, is this worth it? And mm-hmm. the author's writing to them and say, yeah, it's worth it. Yeah. Look at this glorious hope that you get if you hold on, hold if on. you persevere. Yeah. Yeah. The other day, my internet went out at my house and I was like, God, why me? Take me now. Yeah, that's not what we're talking about though, are we? It's close though. Yeah. It's, it gives the the, the listener a, a, an idea of what we're yeah. talking about here. A little taste. A <laughs> little, little bit of taste. Yeah, yeah, it gives them a taste. All right. Uh, so verse 28, the author continues. I'm actually going to read 27 again because it ends with a comma. So mm-hmm. into 28. So just as people are destined to die once and after that to face judgment, comma, 28. So Christ was sacrificed once to take away the sins of many and he will appear a second time not to bear sin. This is interesting but to bring salvation to those who are waiting for him. To bring salvation to those who are waiting for him. That's really interesting. Yeah, so it's a little bit of a hearken back. Can you, can you use the word hearken? Is yes, that still I like you it. You use? did bring twice. It back. Yeah, and so it's a hearken back to Yom Kippur again. Mm-hmm. That as the people went in, the priests went in to offer the sacrifice of the animal, people were kind of expectantly waiting for the priests to come out. And so, but there again, it was a sacrifice that was external. And now they're waiting for the sacrifice, waiting for Jesus to come back, this internal complete cleansing mm. uh, because of what Jesus did. So he died once, but the difference is he took away the sins with an S plural at the end of many, and he will appear a second time to bring that salvation to those that are waiting like they would be outside of the tabernacle, the temple, the Holy of Holies for Jesus to come back. And so there's this sense of people standing there in an expectancy and fulfillment and Jesus comes back and not only are your sins washed away, they're completely washed away and you're right. completely forgiven yeah. because of what Jesus does. Uh, does. That's a good Dave. word to <laughs> what Jesus, Jesus did. Thank you, Mary, for your correction. So there's a big time message of expectation, yeah. anticipation, and a message of hope that's coming across here that we don't have to fear. It's almost this expectation of hope yeah. because of what Jesus has done. So we, we don't put our focus on what we've done or our sins, we put our focus on Jesus. And as we put that focus on Jesus, we see a once for all sacrifice, complete sacrifice, hope. And so that it gives us some, some peace and some hope inside of our souls. There's some passages that the apostle Paul writes. Uh, one in particular comes to mind that he says, for those of us being saved, which is kind of an interesting uh, probably theological discussion in and of itself. And yet when we look at this and how, uh, when Christ comes back, he's bringing salvation. It's kind of interesting to think about that. It's the culmination of the salvation that we have in Christ, right? Yeah. And uh, you were speaking earlier. I thought it was really interesting, um, but you were like, hey, I wonder what it kind of looked like for the people that were outside the tent during Yom Kippur and like kind of what it looked like out there. And was there a buzz? Was it electric? Were they 
yeah. anticipating it with uh, ex- It seems enthusiasm. like there'd be a sense of hope. I think there were probably vendors selling pinwheels and popcorn <laughs> and all this stuff going on out there. I imagine the one it was tall... A carnival, but it, uh, probably it was a carnival-like atmosphere yeah. in the sense of excitement. The and one like, tall bearded cool. guy telling funny jokes. Yeah, proclaiming to be self-proclaimed comedian. comedian. (laughs) Yeah, I wish I knew what comedian was in Hebrew. I'd say it right now. Comedias. Yeah, but this this leaves me with a a little bit of a conundrum. Mm. Is that all right to talk about my conundrum now, Mary? Take take us there. I feel like we were on such a high. Well, let's go for a low now. So, (laughs) bring this plane down, or bring the plane down. Yeah, they're bringing the plane down. But there's a lot of anxiety. I think as we talk about the end times, as you mentioned, as we started this podcast, there's a lot of anxiety out there, and there was a series of books that were written years ago mm. called the left behind mm-hmm. series. And I think it's caused a lot of anxiety in people to wonder about the second coming and am I going to be left behind? Mm. Raise your hand. If you read those books, that like was one person, one person. Out of all the I people. see that hand. I, see that hand. I read the first book and I quit after that. <laughs> I'm but, too young. Yeah. 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 We've, we've Do you know what we're talking about, back. Mary? <laughs> There's a series of fictional books called left behind where this author wrote about what the end times might look like from his perspective if there was a rapture where people were just taken away. And so I think a lot of people read those uh, books or have read those things, but it's caused some anxiety about, am I going to be left? Is there some unconfessed sin? What if I don't confess all my sins and Jesus comes back and my toast in that? And so, mm. um, so even someone the other night just was asking me like, hey, I've been having some anxieties. We've been talking about the end times a little bit here. Like, what if I get left behind? And there was a book that I read in grad school called The Eclipse of Christ in Eschatology. I may have mentioned that somewhere along the way before. I apologize for not remembering that for sure. But The Eclipse of Christ in Eschatology is talking about the end times. And have we eclipsed or have we overshadowed Jesus as we talk about the end times? And I think what the author here of Hebrews is telling us is that it's so easy to focus on my sins or my lack of confession or all these different things but I think the author of Hebrews is telling us, hey, let's put our focus back on Jesus. Because we put our focus on Jesus, we all our sins are forgiven. Because mm-hmm. he came to forgive the sins of many. And so as we put our focus on Jesus, we realize that we're completely ready for this. We're completely ready for his return. And so as focusing on what I've done or what I haven't done, we put our focus on Jesus. And as we understand from the gospel, no matter what you've done or you haven't done, it could be in the last moment, the thief on the cross, that Jesus wipes away our sins and makes us completely pure. And that's what the whole message of Hebrews is, is you come to Jesus, your sins are wiped away. So why would you go back? And so I think we're being called again as we think about the end times to think about what Jesus did and put our focus on him. And hopefully that can cause that anxiety to begin to dissipate because we look in the eyes of a savior that says, I love you. I've taken away all your sins. You're completely forgiven. Yeah. So that's that might be a different way to look at this. Instead of being a anxiety-ridden idea about the end times, it's more of a hope. No, you're fine because of what Jesus did. And, you know, Yom Kippur, like we talked about that, but I think um, sometimes we just have all of this anxiety and this worry, but we have to remember that when those sacrifices were being made over and over and over again, so the imperfect sacrifices, right, that had to happen every year and cleanse them, like that's what made them right. That's what made them like clean, you know? And Jesus's sacrifice here is, it's done. He did it. There's no longer a continuation that's needed. And I think we miss that. We miss that and we think, oh, what else do I need to do this year to be good? What else do I need to do this year to be made right? You know, so we so focus, like you're saying, on our circumstances, not only our circumstances, but what we do. I have to earn this. I have to make sure I'm clean. I'm good. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be so that I don't get left behind. But if we have a right 
view of the cross and understanding what Jesus did and his sacrifice, like it's talking about here, there is that peace to wait. You know, there is that peace. But I, I know that for me, if, I've, if I'm not doing something, not, not to say you shouldn't be doing anything, but if I'm not doing something, like, you know, on my Sabbath when I'm resting <laughs> around three o'clock, I'm like a little antsy, <laughs> a little bit like, what, I, need, I need to be productive. I need to be a part of society. I need to be contributing. And I think we kind of have that same thing with this. Like, we're like, we don't want to wait. Like, we don't want to wait. We, we want to get to that. We want to be productive part of all of this, you know? But I think that that's such a beautiful thing that, that we can rest, that we can wait because not because of what I do, but because of what Jesus did. And that motivates me to be like him. That helps me be like him. Yeah, you know? Spurs, uh, it, it Spurs uh, evokes this kind of desire to worship him with our lives, yeah. right? And uh, so it is interesting. We've brought this up before, but in that parable of the, of the sheep and the goats, uh, you know, the sheep aren't sitting there going, look, Jesus, look what I, look, look what I did. Um, but they're living their lives out of worship for him because of what he's done. And he's the one that says, um, hey, you know, you uh, you get to come into my rest. And they're like, well, why? Why did we do? And he says, well, you know, mm-hmm. when I was naked, uh, when you know, if someone was naked, you clothed, and when they were hungry, you fed and so on. And that was me, you were serving me in that. Uh, and that's so cool because uh, in God's economy, then I guess the sheep are the goats. Hmm, let's think about that. The sheep are the goats. Oh, you're being contemporary. Goat stands for greatest of all time. You're being I contemporary. Oh, I like that, that you're being contemporary. That's very cool. I was confused there for a second. But how cool is that though, that that just kind of what's overflowing out of their gratefulness for him is a life that reflects the thing that honors him, you know, that that he looks at and goes, well done, you know, enter into my rest. Yeah, and so the whole focus of the sheep who are the goats. Mm-hmm. See, look at us. Mm-hmm. That's going to get confusing yeah, fast. The sheep are the goats. <laughs> but like, is the, the focus goat. on Jesus and there's no anxiety there. Mm. And we were looking at the eyes of a savior that says, I got you. Mm-hmm. There's hope. You don't have to worry about the end times. Because we focus on our circumstances. Oh, I did this. I didn't do that. I yeah. should have done that. Then we can get anxiety. But yeah. the Hebrews is calling us to say, fix your eyes on Jesus. Mm-hmm. He's the author. He begins it. He's the perfecter. He's the ender. So fix your eyes on Jesus. At the end times, we fix our eyes on Jesus. He's the one that takes away sins. So we don't have to worry about judgment. I mean, honestly, couldn't say it better myself. That is truly, that is truly what we hope that you walk away from this. And it's almost annoying because it's like simple. (laughs) Keep your eyes on Jesus, you know? So if you're getting overwhelmed, um, anxious, maybe losing sleep, thinking about the end times or just your circumstances, um, turn your eyes, fix your attention, your perspective on heaven and on what Jesus did um, and he's going to be your strength and he's going to um, help you. And so, but that's all we have for you today. And we are continuing um, this series. There is going to be a Q&A coming up um, in a couple weekends. And so um, you don't want to miss out on that. And don't, so don't um, skip any of the rest of this series. It's going to be so good. Um, and thanks for joining us. And we will see you next week. Could we say the goats or the sheep? Thanks for joining us for this episode of The Breakdown. You know, it's our hope that you've learned something new about God's Word for the sake of knowing God and taking one step in your journey to the center of God's purpose for your life. If you're wanting to keep the discovering going, which we hope you are, you can check out past episodes at hopefellowship.net slash podcasts or by searching The Breakdown on Spotify or any other streaming platform. And don't forget, please leave us a review. We'll see you guys next time for another episode of The Breakdown.